Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Audiobooks for ADHD Minds. My name is Tiffany, and today we're going to go through an ADHD communication hack how to stop interrupting others. People with ADHD, a lot of us are really cool, as in we're really sociable, outgoing, extroverts. My issue can be sometimes going off topic to what someone's saying in the middle of their conversation. I maybe didn't need to say that thing at that time. It's not always a bad thing. It's what like makes our personalities very bubbly and cool. And it's important to understand ADHDers don't intend to be rude by interrupting. It's an involuntary part of having ADHD. I've been quite sensitive in the past if someone has been like, you're too loud. Their tone of voice makes me think I'm really obnoxious or narcissistic. It was never my intention to be loud, but it wasn't on purpose. I can acknowledge that and be like, yes, okay, I didn't realize, but not also aware of what's going on outside of me and I can't focus on two things at once. Be careful how you say it to someone, so don't make it as if they're like these big attention-seeking narcissists. There's a few different talking categories that I'll talk about. So pressured, pressured speech is rapid, urgent speech to the point that others find it difficult to interrupt or get a word in. So that's one category, then there's hyperverbal. Hyperverbal speech is talking fast with an increased rate or number of words. This type of speech can even indicate anxiety as well, or the person is experiencing anxious energy. Disorganized speech moves rapidly from one idea to the other in ways that can be hard to follow. This is, I feel like a common one, ideas that do not connect to each other or they're out of context. We've got compulsive. Compulsive talking occurs when someone feels they can't stop talking or they can't stop compulsively interrupting. Now, the brain will jump quickly from concept to concept and people with ADHD already have poor impulse control, have difficulty taking turns in conversation and some people talk compulsively because it's a way of avoiding painful emotions. They're so busy talking that they can push away their feelings to avoid dealing with pain or anxiety that may come with the emotions. It's because we lack impulse control because we jump to ask questions before someone's finished talking. We'll make loud comments while someone else is speaking, even if they're just to ourselves. And we can interject with our own personal story when it comes to our mind straight away without thinking, oh, I'll wait till they're finished, then I'll say my story. And a big one, interrupt with a completely unrelated thought. Someone's talking to you. Oh, did you see that behind you? That's like a really nice bird. and then go back to their conversation and they can feel really dismissed and like you weren't listening at all. When again, not our intention. And the last one, our working memory isn't the best. So it's kind of linked to attentional process. For example, if someone's talking to you about their day, that will give you a great idea and you'll feel the need to announce it immediately because you'll have this fear of, oh, I'm gonna forget it later. 
Okay, so I actually have a story here. A guy named Brian, and this is from his uni undergraduate days. Diagnosed with ADHD in the middle of college. Thought he knew all there was to ADHD because all of his siblings had it. Everyone had their own way where it manifested to each other. When he was little, people would often describe him as outgoing, personable, and talkative. And they were positive attributes. And it's uncommon in a lot of five and six-year-olds to have this. As he grew up and matured, the traits became his personality. And it's not just a phase of childhood. And it's a really good summary of who he is then and now. He's a people person, likes to talk. He was never afraid of public speaking. And in fact, now he loves it. So he likes to think he's good at initiating casual conversations and frequently engaging in thought-provoking discussions and debates. But as things naturally progress, his natural tendency for speaking can go too far. And it happens when we start to get comfortable. uh, And this can be with like close friends as well. So throughout COVID, people around the world were relying on phone and video calls to maintain this socialization. So Brian got into a rhythm of calling friends and family. What he realized, because you can actually see on a phone and video call the time of how long the calls lasted, how much longer and longer it was getting, how many times he would say he's about to go and then something pops into his head and he rambles on and the conversation just keeps on going. He was starting to see calls lasting for two, three, or four, and six hours long, which is like a really big amount of time, guys. Like six hours on the phone is huge and it's because of this inattentiveness and hyperactivity. Brian also was studying neuroscience at college. After this, he wanted to do his own research on himself, so he became his own guinea pig. He was monitoring himself in every conversation. What was I saying? Was it relevant? Was I giving the other person a space to speak as well, or was I dominating it all? The question sat in the back of Brian's mind for a long time. During every interaction he would have with someone, he noticed a pattern emerge. The reason why... I talk so much, he says, is because I'm constantly experiencing racing, racing thoughts fueled by the inability to maintain direct focus. And it's then heightened by hyperactivity, which I have the most in my ADHD hyperactivity, speeds it all up. So, you know, we're coming across as these really crazy, hyperactive, sociable people But it's really a number of factors put together, which is making us kind of this outgoing psycho person. It's it's really going to like cause problems in conversations, in relationships. I think we're lucky these days that phone calls are now unlimited and it's just data that costs heaps of money. Back in the old days, these phone calls would have costed a lot of money. So Brian says, I was talking to someone the other night about some interpersonal conflicts I'm navigating. In the middle of the conversation, I said something vaguely, vaguely related to a political topic I'm passionate about. And because of that, my mind lost all focus and then it started to fill with irrelevant thoughts and ideas. And not only that, but I was compelled to say it out loud. So it's not only we get these thoughts and ideas, it's then the action after that of us saying it out loud. We tangent the conversation than into those politics. And after ranting a bit about that, I 
thought of something else from a memory from childhood and then I went in depth to tell that story and the snowball went on and on for the rest of the evening. Basically, this entire situation really dragged Brian down and it made him feel like a burden to those around him. Who actually puts up with this? I'm so embarrassed. It made him started to hate himself. He doesn't want to talk so much. He doesn't want to annoy others, bore other people. I don't want my ADHD to win. If I don't want to talk, I want to be able to control that. It's like we can have this, but if we don't actually want to say these things out loud, we need to be able to control it. And me as well, sometimes I would feel like really embarrassed. I'm like, what on earth did I just say and waffle on about? So step one in addressing any issue is recognizing it exists. We have to be bold enough to ask for help and know exactly what it looks like. Be very blunt, first of all, with people and tell them. If you hear me go off topic, please cut me off or tell me. This is great to say like in the workplace, even with friends, if you're about to tell a story, just say this at the start as a disclaimer. Now, the idea of saying those words to others can scare you, but if you really do want to get a hold of this, it is necessary. It is what it is. It's going to benefit the other person as well if you say this first up because then they can be like, great, I can interrupt them and tell them now. Practice noticing your interruptions. At first, you're not going to be able to always stop yourself from interrupting, but keep the interruptions as short as possible if you do remember that and start to notice it. So when it happens, be like, okay, how many times did I actually interrupt that conversation? And write it down. Yes, making a mental note is probably easier to say to yourself, oh, I'll just make a mental note. But knowing us, it'll just go straight through our mind. Take notes, but don't do it on your phone because there's so many distractions on the phone. Write it down on something really blank, like very bland, a white piece of paper, but not even in a notebook or anything. Just make it like very straightforward and also tell the person you're going to do this. They don't think you're ignoring them. Number two, be the first one to bring it up to others. So this can also take your power back so that other people don't tell you you're interrupting others in a really rude way because it's not our intention. Take control of it first so you can set the tone and you can tell them like you're aware of this and it's not your fault or even put a timer on. Be like, guys, I can only talk for 10 minutes. This is like a 10 minute meeting. I'm putting a timer on. Look at the timer as you talk or you can have little like prompts every two minutes so you know like at each segment this is where I'm meant to be now. If you're planning to have a serious conversation, find somewhere without any distractions. So try not to have it outside. Find somewhere with minimal distractions because you've got to keep your mind focused and you've got to reduce the likelihood that you'll interrupt and that something exterior will distract you. Familiar places are good, your home if you can. Just choose a safe space. Sometimes even just do a phone call because at least then you don't have to worry about what they're wearing, like noticing everything about how they're speaking, their tone, the environment they're in. It's just like focus on the voice. Get rid of any excess energy. The best way that I focus is after like fitness because like I have used up a lot of energy or do a big like mental task, slow 
your mind and your body down. I mean, meditation helps as well. Find something to do with your hands as well. Like a lot of people have a stress ball or a fidgeter. I have like this pop socket on the back of my phone, which is like a phone holder. And I always use it now to like spin my phone around. Even like an AirPods case, I'll like flip it open. Now to summarize, think of tennis. Conversations shouldn't be a one-way experience, but it should be like a tennis match. Tennis ball is going back and forth between people and this should be the conversation. Two games on. Guys, it's not your fault. At the very least, it shows how excited we are about the conversation, how much we love talking to the person. Don't worry, don't get offended by other people if they put you down about it. It's just what makes us who we are. And I know some of my favorite fun friends to be around are the ones with ADHD who talk a lot. Thanks guys, my name is Tiffany Saker. This has been Audiobooks for ADHD Mind. Have a great week.